love the smell of napalm in the morning. You see, we're on a mission from God. Great Scott. You're gonna need a bigger boss. Hasta la vista. Hey, go ahead. Make my day. I'm Ricky Bobby. You don't chew big red, you. Welcome to this episode of the Movie Zealots Podcast. I am your host, Tom, joined alongside my fellow zealots, Paul and Joe. How are you guys doing for this episode? Doing good. Doing great. There, I'll one-up Paul this time. Here we go. Oh, good job. <laughs> well, Paul's always uh, like a robot doing good. That's <laughs> why his comes in. I don't know why. Uh, this episode, we're doing Flash reviews, and boy, do we have a lot of them. We have Hereditary. We have Ocean's 8. Tag. Gaudy. Uh, we have the Am- uh, the yeah, Amazon the uh, Movie Pass versus AMC debate. Well, not much of a debate. Uh, so we got a lot of stuff to go on uh, on this episode. But before we do that, of course, as always, we have this. The Alexa quote, quote of the show. And may the odds be ever in your favor. All right, guys, you guys goose egg the last one. There is a chance. I do say there is a chance you could do it again because. I, I think this one's easy, but I am a fan of this actor, so I do not know if you... It's, it's possible you haven't seen this movie. <laughs> so, here we go. King Kong ain't got shit on me. King Kong ain't got shit on me, is what it says. King Kong ain't got shit on me. And uh, Alexa, uh, she uh, edits herself. Oh, now mine's going off. King Kong ain't got shit on me. All right, so I hope you guys know this movie because it is quite a good movie. Uh, and while you guys write it down, let me tell the audience: go to our Amazon, go to Amazon, and buy our Movie Zealots T-shirt. Uh, support the show and uh, show everyone around you that uh, you like to listen to podcasts about movies. I guess. Also, programming note: next week uh, we will not be releasing an episode. Uh, between Joe, Paul, and I, uh, we are one of us are on vacation for like 15 days in July, so <laughs> we are we have to work around our schedules. So uh, next week we will not be releasing an episode, but stay tuned. The week after, I think we're coming back strong with Ant Man versus the Wasp, and then we're going to do a special um, uh, combined episode with our Vacationeers podcast because I will be visiting as part of my vacation. I'll be visiting Kings Island in Ohio. That's where uh, roughly Paul uh, is a resident of, and he's going to meet me there. We're going to run around the park and then uh, I will be moving upward and up out, outward to Michigan. And uh, we're going to do an episode when I get back. That's going to combine both Vacationeers and this movie podcast. We'll probably do some type of uh I don't know, theme park movie or a vacation movie, something. I'm not sure yet. We have to discuss it. But stay tuned for those two exciting things. And of course, I'm sure we'll have uh, another Flash episode come up shortly because I am excited to go see the first Purge. I know you guys are too. (laughs) I think I'm the only Purge fan of the three of us, so... But I am. I'm excited to see it. I know uh, Paul wants to go see Mom and Me. I really too. liked one of them. I kind of liked the last one. Uh, <laughs> I have never seen one. Yep. Which I, I hated the first one. All right, fair enough. Uh, okay, Paul has a thumbs up. I'm, I'm not even sure if Joe wrote anything. Okay, all right. You gave me a thumbs up though. So let's see what happens here. I did. This could, <laughs> I this could be bad. 
I, uh, I just had the thought because you were talking about vacation theme movies, and for some reason, Speed Two came to mind because of the cruise ship. Wow, really? That, that that's the best <laughs> you got. Wow. Okay. Well, I assure the audience that will not be the one we review. <laughs> <laughs> that's the last thing that comes to my mind on vacation. Oh yeah, Speed Two. That's a that's like that Simpsons episode. You ever see that one? Simpsons episode yeah, it's where like speed too, but on a bus. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's quite possibly one of the most genius lines ever stated on that show. I, I love that. It's like speed uh, too, but on a Millhouse bus. Millhouse is my hero. Oh, so, so it's good. coming up, Millhouse. <laughs> so good. I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, okay, Joe. Why don't you go first on this one? So, uh, please give me the name of the movie if you can. Training Day. Ah, I mean, okay. Uh, year, please. 1998 uh, in Denzel Washington. That's okay. all I know. Because I know you said, I love this actor. So I'm like, oh, you know what? We were talking about Denzel earlier. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it is weird that we were talking right, about him earlier. Training day. Training day. I haven't. God, I don't, I don't re- seem to remember seeing it, but I don't really remember anything about it. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, uh, I just know that Denzel is awesome. Yeah, so. uh, for the audience, we're talking about his new movie that's being released uh, in a couple weeks called what, The Equalizer, and apparently it's a sequel. Uh, looks so good. We saw it in the trailer for, um, uh, Sicario. Sicario. And man, yeah, it looks so good. Oh man. So okay, so that's all you got. Okay, well, okay. All right, Paul. Uh, what say you, sir? Uh, name of the movie? I I got nothing. I got oh. nothing. All right, well, you nothing got nothing at all. Year, right? You pick. You guessed a year. You, you want my guesses? Uh, yeah. 2010. Okay. <laughs> all right, that's it. All right. Hey, that's Joe. all I got. Joe, I just you, uh, you gained two points on him. Two nothing um, for this round. Serious? Yeah, you got the it's training day, 2001. Denzel Washington. Oh, I thought he got two points for the year. I'm like, you got to be shitting. No, 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 he got nothing. 2001, Denzel Washington, Ethan Hawke. I've never seen Training Day, so. Oh, very good. You should. Ethan Hawke is second build, and Eva Mendez is third. So, super good movie. If you you guys like a good movie and you like Denzel Washington, this is definitely one of many. Well, I'm trying to think. Does he have a bad movie? I don't even know. I don't think he I does. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, oh, man. So good. He's got to have some bad movie. Well, name it. That's what I thought. <laughs> we got to go to IMDb and look up Denzel. <laughs> Denzel stupid. <laughs> uh, bad movie. I feel like before he became good, he was in something horrible, right? Or before he was heard of. Maybe. I, I can't think of a bad movie he's been in. So I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. All right, let's begin the Flash reviews. I will begin with Hereditary. Now, uh, excuse, I, I'll tell the audience, uh, excuse my, uh, <clears throat> I don't read well anyway, but when I printed this out, the font got shrunk down to a ridiculous size. <laughs> so it's going to be very difficult to read my uh, my notes. So uh, bear with me. Hereditary came out June 8th, 2018. Uh, description, after the family matriarch passes away, a grieving family is haunted by tragic and disturbing occurrences and begin to unravel dark secrets. Rating is rated R and it got, well, it was at the, when I wrote this down, it was uh, eight out of 10 review. So it got uh, pretty high ratings. Paul, what are you doing? 
I just would like to point out, Virtuosity is the name of the bad movie that Denzel Washington was in. Thank you. Virtual. What is that? <laughs> Did I see that? What is that about? <laughs> it's about um, what's his name? Um, uh, Russell Crowe is an assassin from this machine. It, it was really bad. Trust me. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. Sounds, that does sound uh, terrible. That name rings a bell, but I yeah I don't. Okay. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right, Paul. 18 points. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get that. <laughs> uh, no, okay, uh, very good. <clears throat> I'll have to check that out to uh, confirm that it is a bad movie, but you're probably right. All right, because, uh, you know, it, I saw on, like, Facebook and other things, like, oh, scary movie, scary, scary, scary. And she watched um, a lot of portions of the movie through her eye. <laughs> through, yeah, th- movie through her eye, or yeah, through her, wow. Jeez. Through her fingers? Fingers. What the <laughs> hell am I saying? Through her eyes. Yeah, the rest of them through her ears. Uh, through osmosis. Uh, yeah, she watched a lot of the movie through her eye. Uh, yeah, wow. Through her fingers. And uh, it, it was uh, it was intense. And it was, it was good. It was a really good movie. My only gripe with this would be that, you know, it was, it's one of those movies that you get done watching and you're like, okay, well, let me Google and find out what happened in this movie. <laughs> It's just, just, just so much going on. You can't make out like it's just too much. Like you don't know what, what like everything was meant to signify. So you have to go and like, oh, okay, well this is what that means. And uh, but with that said, uh, it was really well. It was really well done. And I thought, I guess we can do spoilers, right? So I thought the movie was from the trailers. I thought the movie was that uh, the grandmother dies in the little girl that's in this movie. Like the grandmother tries to possess the girl to come back to life. At least that's what I got out of the trailers. That is not what this movie is about whatsoever. In fact, uh, spoiler alert, the little girl ends up getting decapitated like halfway through the movie and she's dead. It's like, holy cow. I didn't see because I thought of where I thought the movie was going. It totally took me for a surprise that <laughs> that actually happened. Um, so in that that respect, it was really good because after that happened, I was like, okay, well, I don't know what's going on now, so let's see what's going on. So it turns out the grandmother was just a uh, a cult leader, like she was a high like Satan worshiper, uh, and her death really has nothing. Like she wasn't coming back in any way. She's just trying to raise one of the seven devils of hell, and they needed a boy to uh, for this to happen. And the daughter never let her, uh, never let her son around the grandmother. Only the daughter, and the the grandmother's own, the uh, the grandmother's son ended up killing himself because you know she was trying to get this demon into him. And <clears throat> so it was really really interesting. So it wasn't your your normal, and it, it has a lot to do with psychosis in the family. You know the you know that's why it's really hereditary. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, mental there's a lot of mental illness. Like you don't know if it's just because, you know, there's it's a mental illness or if it's actually happening. So, you know, it's a, it's a very, very good movie. It's not your typical horror movie. Like, blah blah, and this lady's trying to possess this kid. So the girl didn't turn into a monster and chase everybody or anything. Uh, well, no, the like I said, the girl got decapitated, so she's dead. Uh, but at the end, the son does. I I thought it, I assumed from the trailers that, I, I know this is going to go, you guys aren't going to have heard of this, but the Anne Rice wrote like a, a trilogy of novels about witches that over t- their whole family was a set of witches that were designed to spawn a, 
um, this creature that had haunted them all their lives to bring him back to life uh, in the third book. I guess it does at the end of the second book. But that's what I assumed hereditary, that it was very close to that kind of theme that, you know. Well, but, yeah, in a way, I guess it, it is, in essence. Uh, they're trying to bring this demon into the world so that they can uh, worship him. And at the end of the day, they end up doing it successfully. The son does get possessed, and then all the cult leaders, you know, and the, the mother ends up... Uh, cutting her own head off and there's a lot of gruesome stuff going in this movie but it's really good and i would recommend it uh as far as a rating uh let me think about the rating like i didn't have enough time i've seen this movie like two weeks ago or three weeks ago uh i guess i would give it a second run only because it is like, like i said when you walk out i don't i don't know if anybody walked out and fully understood what happened i i, I don't know if you're you're able to do that without actually googling you know <laughs> what this movie you know what happened in the movie uh because so with that being said I, I think a second run would be a good way to to rate this one but it is like i said it's a it's above average as far as uh a typical horror movie and with the eight out of ten imdb that definitely signifies that because <laughs> that's a, a much higher than you would normally get for a unfriended two or <laughs> whatever crappy movie that you uh, want to see or uh, trick or treat or whatever the hell those are. Uh, but that is hereditary. I would, I'd recommend going out and seeing it and uh, it's still in the theaters, but uh, you know, wait for a second run and go see it for a buck. Uh, that sounds like a good plan for me. All right, let's move on. Uh, want to go to oceans eight who saw oceans eight. This is a grab bag today. I don't know who saw what uh, I saw oceans eight. All right. It's Joe saw oceans eight. Paul, did you see oceans eight? I did not. All right, we'll go. And so, Paul, you saw a tag, correct? That is correct. Okay. And, Joe, you saw a tag. I did see tag. Okay, so we'll do Ocean's 8, then we'll hit up tag, and we'll finish it off with Gaudy. Well, and plus we have the uh, movie pass thing. All right, Ocean's 8. Uh, let's see, what do I have? I don't have a release date on this. Uh, I think it was... When was it released? Probably mid-June, too. Uh, Debbie Ocean gathers all female crew to attempt an impossible heist at New York City's Yearly Met Gala, uh, course is starring uh, Sandra Bullock. Rating PG-13, and IMDb is 6.3 out of 10. And again, uh, I wrote these down a couple days ago, so these could fluctuate some with uh, their IMDb counterparts today. Uh, Joe, do you want to tell me what you thought about Ocean's 8? Sure thing. I went into it. I hadn't seen the Ocean's movies in a while. You uh, haven't seen one seven? Yeah. <laughs> no, I said I hadn't seen him in a while. Uh, oh, okay. Sorry. So I, I went in because I know how like they redid like that that abomination of Ghostbusters. You know, it was like a beat for beat remake of the first bus- Ghostbusters, except they took all the funny out. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> um, so I was wondering, I was worried that this movie was going to completely copy Ocean's Eleven, right? Like, oh boy, here we go. And then it opens up with. Uh, Sandra Bullock sitting in front of the portal board. And I'm oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Shit. That was a bad sign. <laughs> I was like, this is not okay. But it rather quickly changed. So it didn't follow the original Oceans movie beat for beat. I mean, a lot of things were the same because, you know, 11, Oceans 12 and 13. I mean, it's kind of formulaic, right? They got to put the key team together and go do a heist type of thing. So, I mean, it yeah. followed the formula of the other Oceans movies, but it was, it 
didn't it wasn't trying to replace the other oceans movies all right let me interject uh I agree with you. Uh, yeah, the, the, when they they did that first opening scene, scene, I was like, oh no, this is either going to be really bad or this is like just say an homage to the Ocean's movies. Um, I was hoping for the latter, and it was. So they did go on. The, my main complaint about this movie, though, you know, in like Ocean's Eleven, there's that scene where they're all gathered around and they say, okay, this is the vault, and it's secured by this, this, and this, and then there's this thing and tripwire, and you only have two seconds. Da da da. And they're like, well, how are we going to get in? They're just, you're just going to let us in? Oh, wait, wait. The, the scene where he goes, well, if we, say we get through all that stuff and we get all the money, how do we get out? Are they just going to let us out? Like, yes. And then they, then you got to try to figure out how they're going to pull it off, right? Yeah, they didn't tell you how it was going to happen. This right? movie yes, wasn't I, that I, at all. I watched Ocean after that. Yeah, right? this, this so movie like, was kind of oh. like, they kind of they kind of fed you everything that was going to happen. And so at no point in this movie, for the first, first three quarters of the movie, I was like, well, this is disappointing because I don't have that like, ooh, how are they going to do this or how they? I mean, it just it didn't it didn't build it in such a way that I was anticipating. Oh, how you know how are they going to do this? It just yeah, it did it, it, it lacked that. And they completely. had a really clever way of getting it out. And for, I mean, they did a lot. That was really cool how they you know they they broke the thing down and planted some on one guy you know so they could you know yeah you know how they were framing the guy for stealing it getting the yes. suspicion off themselves it was all clever but they never set it up so you didn't know that something cool was about to come right yes yeah because honestly when they walked out of the gala i thought the movie was over and i was so disappointed i was like oh my god this movie is I, w- I was not good. i was a little disappointed in the secondary heist that they pulled off this entire extra scam <laughs> using the, the Chinese guy from the first Oceans movie and without saying anything, the whole movie's like, how did they not know that there was an extra nine criminals? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah I, I did like the I fact mean, that... That uh, part was a little hanky, right? I mean, it was like, ah. <laughs> um, but I, I kind of did enjoy how all, like, all those guys from the first Oceans movie, a, a bunch of them made their way into this film. Yeah, two of them. Elliot Gold... As they, uh, Ruben and that uh, Shabu Quinn as Yen. But the the obvious missing piece, though, why why didn't Julia appear? I, that's why I was kind of curious myself. Julia Roberts. Well, Danny's dead, so Danny Ocean is dead. But that they leave that like, is he really dead? Uh, at the very end, the yeah, last they, scene. Yeah, they're at his grave, and they're all. But like, Julia oh. Roberts, I would I would have thought, and that's why I was kind of shocked that she wasn't in this at all. You would have thought. Was she in thirteen? Were they divorced? Yeah, she in 13? was. Yeah, she. Was in I, I can't remember. They're together remember. and divorced so often in those movies. It's... Yeah, I, I can't keep track either. Uh, but yeah, I, I was hoping. I, I was hoping against all hope that at the very last scene. But I mean, there was... were a couple other cameos that were in there that got cut. As I understand, yeah, there were a few extra cameos that were filmed that were cut from the movie. Um, actually, and there were a couple other ones in that movie too. If you notice, uh, uh one of the crooks from the movie was the one checking out of the hotel that she checked into at the beginning. Oh, really? No, I didn't, uh, I didn't notice. Yeah. He was one, one of, one of the oceans 11 crew was the one that was actually checking out of the hotel room that she went and stole at the beginning of the show. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was hoping, So I mean, there were a bunch in there if you were watching for them, but they were in real quick. They were in and out, and they were never, you know, was never. They never stomped their feet saying, "Look at this, a cameo!" Right? It wasn't. I, I was. It wasn't one of those horrible ones that they do in the Marvel movies with uh, Stan Lee. Yeah, I was hoping <laughs> the very last scene 
when she was at the at his grave at his uh, whatever cemetery, that he would show up. Yeah, like he's she's talking to him. Like it just like maybe cut to him behind her or something, and that they would end. Like it would just so go fade good. to black. Oh yeah, that would have been oh, so good, <laughs> so good. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, can continue, Joe. I, I don't want to stop on your feet. Okay. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean the the, the secondary heist. I mean the first, the original heist. It was kind of neat. I mean, I liked the the actresses. I mean, they really did. I mean. They, they sold it, right? Yeah. I mean, Anne Hathaway was hysterical. I mean, she was really funny. Um, Sandra Bullock is, you know, obviously Sandra Bullock. She's just good at this stuff. So, uh, you know, I had a, the whole cast did really good. I really liked them. Um, I, I think it was a fun show, and I think it was a good addition to the Oceans franchise, I would say. So let me I ask, mean, it wasn't Ocean's Eleven, but I think it belongs with the Ocean's movies. Let me ask you, rate the four Ocean's movie, including like including this one, the four of them, uh, in order from best to worst. Ooh, that would be hard because I rewatched Ocean's Eleven after this, but I haven't seen Ocean's Twelve and Thirteen in a long time. All right, I'll, t- I'll give you mine to see if you can uh, agree. Ocean's Eleven is clearly the best, n- no question. Yes, uh, I would go Ocean's Eleven. Then thirteen, then Ocean's eight, then Ocean's twelve. Because Ocean's twelve was a train wreck. They totally screwed up twelve. It was so. Ocean's bad. twelve was weird. That that was yeah. I mean, thirteen I don't remember much of, but I remember liking it. But I don't really remember yeah, much. Of. I, I enjoyed they they I enjoyed thirteen. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. And uh, it was weird. Okay, so Ocean's come back to Ocean's eight. It was strange to me that Sandra Bullock's character even went to that ball. Like, why go inside? Because you know they have cameras. You know you're going to be seen. And then, so they, they walk out. Obviously, obviously, she's seen. The insurance guy shows up. Now, he had a, what, what was his name? I remember his name. James Corden. James Corden, yes. So I liked the I liked the role that James Corden came in as insurance guy, and he was funny and good. But then he shows up with her, and she's like, oh, I may know where it is, and uh, here's a piece and he realizes that she's setting up her ex and he's oh he's just down with it. He's like, "Okay." Like, "What?" When he like Yeah, he's like, "I'll put anybody in jail as long as I find a piece of this. I don't care who did it. I just yeah, want to like, get what? this thing back." What in the world? And he's not getting it back. He got a little piece of it back. That's all he got. And he knows who actually stole it now. So yeah, I didn't understand. Yeah, it seemed a little weird. It's just weird why they all had to go into the ball. I mean, there's could there, there should there had to be a better way to get that thing out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The lady's making the jeweler and giving to each person, and they're walking out with a little piece of it. I mean, one person That's ran cool. out the back and jumped in a van. I yeah, mean, can't I mean, you just take the necklace yeah, with you. Why are you putting yourself at risk? Why are you all going in there? You know, there's going to be a million cameras. You know, they're going to question everyone at that party once that necklace goes missing. So they're going to bring okay. everyone it's back. It's a in. movie about eight women at a ball. <laughs> Are you telling me that one of them is not going to go get a gown? I mean, what? how long have you been married, Tom? <laughs> I just like when they, <laughs> when they all showed up at the ball, especially Sandra Bullock, I was like, why are you here? I mean, there's no yeah. reason to be here other than, hey, look, I'm in the movie and I'm in, hey, look, I'm yes. at the ball. It doesn't make no sense as far as Are the, you really going to tell Rihanna that she doesn't get to wear a ball <laughs> down, but Sarah Paulson does? I mean, I, I guess. It's yeah. a fight you don't want. I just don't understand. <laughs> You're just putting yourself at risk at that point for no reason. There's no pay. There's no re- There's no good reason to do it because you know you're gonna have a spotlight yeah, on you probably, after it's done. Yeah, most of them probably should not have been in the building. You're no, right. No, yeah. <laughs> so that that annoyed me. And like I said, when it when it ended or they walked out, I'm like, oh no, this is the end of the movie because this is such a bad movie. But then they hold the whole twist where 
uh, you know, the insurance guy came in and then they did gave away all the, they said the other stuff that they did. It, it made up for it. Definitely uh, made the movie a better movie. Um, it did, but the, the secondary heist, I think, had more retail value than the a real heist. Yeah, yeah. Which seemed yeah. odd that they had the secondary heist with these extra thieves that weren't in any of the meetings with the first group. Well, it was just the one. But, just one extra thief, just the little yen guy. Well, yeah, I had the guy from the from the Ocean's Eleven, but wasn't there... No, I think it was just him. Because someone hauled away all his stuff. It was a couple of the women in that group were involved in that secondary heist, too. Yes. Yeah, but they didn't. Yeah, they, I guess they didn't talk to the other ladies. I, I, yeah. I don't know. It didn't, it didn't that make was, a lot. That of was sense. a little weird, but it was fun because you get to see that guy do acrobatics and steal shit. It's always good, right? And here's why I didn't understand. I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Uh, Richard Armitage. He played uh, Claude Becker. Uh, he's the. I get. I think he's the the boyfriend, the bad the, who they set up to take the fall. Do you know mm-hmm. he he's the actor who played Thorin in the Hobbit movies? The main Hobbit, the king. I did not know that. You would never have guessed by seeing him in that role. Yeah, I had no idea that but, was the same guy. But he was taller than Sandra Bullock. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Movie magic. Yeah, yeah, that's Thorin. I was like, oh wow. Now I need to go back and watch Ocean's Eight again just so I can see him and like try to put him in the Thorn role. <laughs> <laughs> just a Thorin Oaken Shield. Is it Oaken Shield? Yeah, I think that's right. Good job. Yes. Wow. <laughs> wow, Joe, I'm impressed. There's my Hobbit props right here, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, as, as a story, it was a fun movie. I enjoyed watching it. Uh, like I said, I was disappointed at the beginning because I didn't, I didn't have that, like, oh, how are they going to pull this off moment? And then when they actually did go into other stuff, it was like too late. Like I was already like disappointed. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's still, I enjoyed the movie. Yeah. I, 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 I think it was a good movie. And like I said, uh, it definitely is better than oceans 12. Uh, but what rating, uh, do you give it Joe? Uh, on this one, I, I like, I'm, I'm somewhere between second run and stream it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going stream. I, yeah. It's somewhere in there, probably stream it. Like you said, you know, it's, it, it's fun. It's a good oceans movie, but you know, it's not its own event to go see. Yeah. They, they, um, yeah, I don't know. They, they, I'm not sure I want to go out of my way to see it, but if it's on, if you're streaming and you're like, Hey, it's Saturday and I want to you know watch a film, this is definitely worthy of your time. Yeah. I mean, if it were to play on Netflix today, (laughs) I don't know. Would I turn it on? I don't know. Well, I, if I, I saw it pop up, Ocean's 8 on Netflix, I'm going to, at a minimum, add it to my list right then. Oh, yeah, yeah. To watch at least, yeah. I'm, I'm saying if I saw it on, would I immediately click it and watch it? Probably not. I, I, yes, I would add it to my list, and I would watch it at some point, but I wouldn't feel compelled to go ahead and uh, watch it right there, right now. You know, stop everything yeah. and watch it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, like I said, I, I, yeah, I agree. Stream is the way to go on this one. Uh, it's a good Oceans movie, and maybe they'll come back and do another one, and maybe uh, it's better than the sequel to Oceans 11. Because <laughs> <I mean, laughs> I mean, really they've good. only got two more before they start clashing titles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, so that's they're Oceans. Combine them all. They're going to just jump straight to Oceans 19 when they do the combined group. <laughs> all right. That's Oceans 8. That's our review for that one. Uh, let's move on to Tag. Now, we all saw Tag. This one was released June 15th, 2018. 
Uh, let me see if I can read this description. A small group of former classmates organize an elaborate annual game of tag that requires some to travel all over the country. Um, of course, this one has uh, Ed Helms, uh, John Hamm, Jake Johnson, Jeremy Renner. I mean, there's a lot of people in this one. Uh, it's PG third note. Tag is rated R and IMDb gives it a 6.9 out of 10. Uh, now, Paul, you've been quite quiet for this episode, so let's oh, let you yeah. go for. And you just saw this one, right? You saw this today, correct? I did. Just I just saw it. All right. Well, are you? Do you feel like you? Uh, it's it been absorbed enough for you to uh, comment, or do you want us to? Yeah, go for it? yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Well, I mean, well, by all means, sir. Uh, every once in a while, a movie comes along <laughs> oh, <wow>. in which <laughs> every absolutely funny bit has been shown in the trailer, and so when you watch the movie. You don't even get a chuckle. I don't know. That's how I feel about tag. I, really? It was. It was. It was okay. I mean, I don't hate it, but I felt like all the funny stuff was in the trailer. I could have watched the trailer, and and there you go. I mean, I, I didn't laugh out loud one time during the whole movie. So, which I, it's a comedy. I kind of expected with that cast to have more like actual laughter, I guess. So I I would stream it. That's my review. Is that sort of a very lackluster? I, I, it sounds like I hate it, but I don't hate it. It was okay, I guess. That's amazing because I, 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 I don't know who. I was talking to somebody and they, they said they saw it and they said it wasn't funny. And I, I totally disagree. <laughs> I thought this movie was hilarious. I had a blast with it. I thought it was, you know, sometimes you get a comedy and in, eff, in an effort to tell a story, they forget that they're making a comedy. And they have a bunch of scenes that just aren't funny. It, it, you know, the, the scenes are only purpose is to move a story along, but they forget they're in a comedy and the purpose that is they to try laugh. To hard to, that, that scene in Bridesmaids where you took a really funny movie and they had to put five minutes of Lifetime right in it. <laughs> yeah. This <laughs> this movie is not that. I I loved every... I mean, this movie was awesome. I really? thought it was hilarious. Really? I absolutely... I thought, the, I thought the ending was like so sappy and it well, okay. hadn't earned it. Well, it the, hadn't made me laugh enough. The ending, oh, yeah, the guy, spoiler, the guy is terminally ill or whatever, and he's going to die. Yeah, uh, that was a little sappy, but I, I, I loved it. I thought it was absolutely hysterical. I, 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 the minute it started to the minute it ended, I, was, I laughed, and I did laugh out loud, and I was laughing even though some lady next to me was being annoying the whole time. Well, technically, she's only be being annoying. Uh, she, well, she is your wife, Tom. you got to give her some slack. <laughs> well, her, too. <laughs> No, so this is what happened. trying to take some popcorn. <laughs> so, so for this movie, uh, I was sitting in the front part where the you know you put your feet up, uh, and people were sitting next to me too. So I was only like two or three across, or next to some other people, uh, probably some twenty somethings, maybe late teens, and they had one seat saved. And this lady shows up right before the trailer, before the trailer start, sits down, and the two girls start having a full blown conversation like they haven't seen each other in like two weeks. And they're showing, they're on their phones, they're showing pictures, they're talking about their cat. I mean, this, and this went from the minute she sat down through all the trailers until the movie actually started. And I was like, I'm wow. going to have to beat these people up. Is <laughs> but, it the unwritten rule you have to shut up when the actual trailers start? I always assume that. But no, for them, I mean, no. no one has to watch Maria Menounos. But once the trailers <laughs> yes. start, it's Yeah, once they start, yeah, the trailers, once they show the scene where, hey, quiet your cell phones and stuff, that means shut up. Just be quiet. You don't need to have a conversation. But because she showed up late and these girls just had a chat it up 
talk about and they're talking about like the, her cat and they're showing pictures back and forth. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Just shut up. Talk after the movie. It's an hour and a half movie. You can talk afterwards. You don't have to wait. Or you know what? Show up earlier. Then you can get all your chit chat out of the way. But luckily, uh, within the first thirty seconds of the movie, they did quiet down. But I, yeah, I was gonna. Oh man. So I was in a bad mood going into the beginning of this movie, but I thought it was absolutely wow. hysterical. I this between this and game night, I'm telling you, uh, I'm on a roll for uh, comedies going to see in the theaters because I love mm. both of them. And I say for this one, first run. That's right. Take your stream and shove it, Paul. I'm going first run on this. It was hilarious. I mean, it was good. It was a comedy. Wow. It was a comedy, Whoa. and it wow. was funny. Every scene. I am shocked. Every oh jeez, Joe, damn it. Every, every scene was every scene was funny. Every scene had a comedic oh, moment. Oh wow! I yeah, thought this is where I'm, and I I'm, I'm sorry. I've got to go on a little towards Paul on this one. Ah, oh, damn it! All right, hey, a little bit though. I mean, because I, I love Jake Johnson. I mean, I I'm a fan of New Girl, so I, anytime I see Jake Johnson, I kind of get excited because I think the guy's hysterical. All right. Like Paul said, I mean, some of this stuff that would have had me falling out of my chair were all in the preview. Were all in the trailers, <laughs> right? That hazelnut crack with the coffee was just ah, oh, it would have been gold had it been cold. Or the grandma, the grandma scene, you know, that would have been you know actually amusing, but. Mm. But I mean, it, it was, and it was one of those movies where it was funny, but nah, it wasn't really funny, right? I laughed. It had out some loud. good jokes, but nah, I mean, it just they it just kind of fell flat. <laughs> what movie did you and guys I don't watch? know what it was I mean I liked it and some of the things were funny I mean I didn't not laugh at anything like Paul I mean I laughed out loud a few places but not enough wow you are demanding and so I felt it I felt it lost some I was like it, it was trying but then it kind of fell and then it tried to bring the heart into it and then I was like Ugh. like Paul said it didn't earn it I couldn't figure out a way to talk about that <laughs> <laughs> the ending until Paul mentioned it said it didn't earn that. And I was like, it earned every that. penny of it. Damn it. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> <laughs> you got, yeah. No, but for me, this is one of those, you know, just, you know, if you see it on TV, watch it there, but don't make an effort. Are you in, are you telling me you're giving it a TV? Even Paul gave it a stream. You're telling, you're, you're, you're going below Paul. I guess I am. Wow. Because I was like, I left and I was like, huh, it was funny, but not really. You, I, I didn't know what to say. But I, I, wow. See, this is what the great thing about comedies are, though, because they're so subjective. It, it is. I mean, there are some of them that I, I'm just dying. Like, you know, I can watch Hot Top Time Machine like 10 times in a row. I think that's just hysterical always. And I know I, it's some of the same stupid shit that was in this one. I, but that one spoke to me where this one didn't. Oh, well, man. and there were things like like the 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 love triangle that I was just I was expecting a bigger payoff, not her just walking out, and then that's the end of that. I don't know. I, I feel like there was end up gags, and then oh, okay, that's that's over. Okay, you know what I mean. I, I thought this movie flowed, and it was funny from the beginning to the end, regardless of the trailers. You can't you can't knock a movie for the truth because somebody cut a trailer that showed some funny scenes. It's not the movie's fault. No, it isn't. I tell you what, her faking a miscarriage was genius. <laughs> that was so bad. Wow. That was one of the funniest things in the world. <laughs> but, it took a, but it wasn't just a laugh. It took a while to pay off. And it was like, oh my God, they faked a miscarriage. This is genius. <laughs> I mean, and then, but then it just got flat for a while. Ah, no, man, no way. No way. It I, just I, didn't keep me rolling. So I don't know. I completely disagree. I thought it was a fun 
ride and uh, man, I'd ride it again. And this one, if I saw it on Netflix, I would surely stop what I was doing and I'd watch it. 100%. Such a good movie. So good. You guys are crazy. So stream TV and first run. Wow, we got a... <laughs> <laughs> Got to throw in a don't watch, and we got we got them off. I can't believe I, I can't believe you liked it that much. I mean, I I, I thoroughly I enjoyed I it. Hate it. I didn't say I hated it. I no, just... I, I thought it was, you know, when I go to a movie, well, when I go to a comedy, I expect to laugh and enjoy myself, and not be strung up on just they you know, scenes that are just pushing the plot forward without getting the the laugh. And I thought this one did that. I thought. You know, they, they they told a complete story, but they they had me laughing enough where I enjoyed it, and it was funny throughout. So uh, I, I think you guys need to go and rewatch it again, I think. I think so. Because, see, if I want a cheap laugh and I'm, you know, with Netflix, I'll just watch it, you know, uh, just a random episode of The Office or Parks and Rec or something like that, and then move on. You're in and out in 20 minutes, and everybody's happy. And, you know, the, the scene with the teddy bear... That did that did give me some laughter. I have to take it back. So I never <laughs> okay, Teddy Bear was pretty funny. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, so it was good. Okay, I couldn't remember why it was rated R until you mentioned the Teddy Bear. Ball. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. yeah, there you go. <laughs> There's your R rating right uh, there. <laughs> that's enough. Oh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Right, okay. You guys uh, to each their own. So that that is a uh, tag. Uh, let us move on to, well, do you guys want to do Gaudy now and then do, yeah, let's do Gaudy. So <laughs> we have Gaudy 2018. Um, I don't know the actual release date. I don't have that with me. Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, let me, let me just say, okay. Uh, description, the film chronicles the three-decade reign of crime boss John Gaudy in his rise as the head of the Gambino crime family in New York City along with his son John Jr. and his loyal wife Victoria. Uh, I actually didn't write down any ratings or IMDb on this. So I don't know why. I must have missed it. Hmm. Uh, now, well, well the, uh, the Rotten Tomatoes is a zero percent. Yes, Rotten Tomatoes has a zero percent. Yeah, and I have a I have a whole. Uh, let, me, let me read all this stuff because there's a whole controversy and stuff. I don't know if you know about this. It's so good. Oh I yeah, the, all the yeah because of all the. Uh, User ratings, yeah, right? So let me let me read through this That's again. Uh, these notes are really small, so this could be painful for everyone. Uh, Gaudy. The film was originally set to be released in the United States on December fifteenth, two thousand seventeen, but just two weeks prior, Long Lionsgate, Lionsgate, the slated distributor, sold the film back to its producers and studio, delaying the release. In March two thousand eighteen, it was announced the film would be released in June fifteenth, two thousand eighteen. Well, there you go. By Vertical Entertainment, and I don't know if you knew this, Paul, or Joe, or Ann Paul, and by Vertical Entertainment and Movie Pass Ventures. So Movie Pass <laughs> is actually a big, uh, uh, they, they bought this thing. Well, Ventures, it's a oh, sub, subsidiary to Movie Pass. So yeah, they're, they're batting a thousand. So that's where all that money went. <laughs> well, and <laughs> they're just giving away movies. Right? Uh, so, uh, so there is a Rotten Tomatoes score controversy. So, like I said, let me read through this. Uh, observers were quick to note a large disparity on Rotten Tomatoes between the audience approval score of 80% and the 0% critic score during the film's opening weekend. As of June 26, 2018, the audience score was down to the score of 58%. The release of, the, the release of a marketing push suspected to be trying to hit back at the critics... Oh, wait. 
I skipped a line. Yeah, see, this is what happens when you fonts are so small. On June 19th, Dan, Mor- Dan Mural of Screen Junkies noted that the disparity made no sense and suspected vote manipulation on behalf of the studio. Accusations against the production studio and marketing team increased after the release of the marketing push suspected to be trying to hit back at the critics. The campaign proclaimed to consumers to ignore the quote-unquote trolls behind the keyboard and audience loved gaudy, but critics don't want to see it. Uh, The question is why? Trust the people and see it for yourself. So that's what their campaign was. Observers also noted the abnormally uh, high number of reviews, about 7,000 compared to other films that did better at the box office that weekend, such as The Incredibles 2, which logged about 7,600 reviews and grossed 105 times more than Gaudi. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes staff issued a statement stating that they didn't, they didn't find any evidence of tampering and that all the ratings and reviews were left by active accounts. As of June 19th, 32 of the 54 written reviews were found to be from first-time reviewers on the site who had only left a review for Gaudi itself, and 45 of the accounts were created the same month. Many of the accounts also wrote a review for American Animals, which along with Gaudi are the only films to be owned by MoviePass through its company MoviePass Ventures, which was responsible for 40% of the tickets sold. Jim uh, Verrill of Paste suggested this was done to try to prop up MoviePass's unlimited business model. So MoviePass is just <laughs> all over this thing. Like they, they, they're, like, they're hiring people in Pakistan <laughs> to make fake reviews of their <laughs> shitty movies. Now, let me say, uh, let me say, uh, before, before you <laughs> totally destroy this movie, Joe, <coughs> I, I only watch this movie because of all this controversy. And I heard, you know, John Travolta, awful, 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 awful. And the opening scene, he comes, he, he flips around and he's behind the Brooklyn bridge or whatever. And he's talking like, oh man, this is bad. I don't know what it is about John. I mean, look, his acting for this movie was awful. I, I don't, I have no idea why. I can't tell you why, but it looks like, oh, the whole time I thought, oh, this is John Travolta trying to be a gangster. Like I, he didn't sell me at all. Like when he was Vincent Vega in Pulp Fiction, I totally bought it. Any other role he's ever played, I've totally bought his character. But this one, I didn't buy for a second. Like the whole time I'm thinking, oh, this is John Travolta trying to be a gangster. Like, that was horrible. It was it was not good. It's like somebody had pictures of him and animals and made him do this movie. <laughs> but let me say this. The movie itself, I enjoyed the movie. Like after that opening scene, like I was like, oh, oof. Then they actually went into the movie and the plot. I, I love like a docu, uh, what, what, not a documentary, but the docu drama. This is like, no, but this isn't even that. It's like, it, it's like mob fan fiction. <laughs> yes, but it's based on a true story. It was terrible, but no, it wasn't. They, the, oh yeah, John Gotti had nothing to do with killing the guy that ran over his kid. <laughs> I I don't I don't know. How, why do you say that? How do you know that? That that's what the movie tries to imply, right? John's like, no, it was just an accident. It was just an accident. His guys went and killed the gate, right? Oh no, no, no! You're saying in the movie says that he didn't do it. No, no, no. The movie implies that he was not. He did not just go out and murder this dude, right? No, I'm not. saying. I mean, they're trying oh. to make John Gotti look like this this family man or something, which I mean, he's just you know one of the. It's just an awful piece of humanity. Well, I mean, the people did like him, right? And the, the, you know, the weird part. So what? what no, I mean a couple. 
a couple morons in Brooklyn may have liked them. No, but here's the thing. And, and of course, they have to keep switching aspect ratios to show old news footage. Yeah, so that's that's of assholes wearing gold chains saying John Gordon is the best man. That's the interesting uh, thing about this movie where they. They, they didn't recreate scenes of people saying, hey, you're good. They actually took actual footage. But they did a very good job, at least except for one time, of not actually showing the real Gaudi because obviously it would take you out of it because it, it's not John Travolta. But there was one scene in particular. Like him. Yeah. There was one scene in particular. Yeah, they showed Gaudi on TV. They showed Gaudi, like, like they, sh- they, they showed a, like a sign that was hanging said something about save God. It was something. And it showed the face of the, it was the real, it was actual footage. It was actual Gaudi. I'm like, well, that's weird. Why would they show that? I mean, they did such a good job trying to crop him out of all this other actual scenes. So it's an interesting way to make the movie without having to, you could forward the story using actual footage so you don't have to reshoot it for that expense. I'm not sure if I like it or not. And, but I like the I fact know, that they it, cut it. It got me because it kept switching aspect ratios every time they did it, right? Because you had to yes. go back to the old 4x3 format and the screen yeah. would resize. Like, what are you <laughs> doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know yet because, again, this is another one I saw fairly recently. So I don't know yet. About, I don't know if I like or if I appreciate the fact that they did it or I thought this is they're lazy and they don't want to recreate things. Yeah, they said like, you know, one of the critics reviews was like, you know, I think this whole thing is filmed in the basement of an Elks Lodge, right? <laughs> and you look and I mean, it was because like, and that's one of the things I noticed. I like that. We're at the beginning of the movie. They take John Gotti into this, you know, I don't know, some cell in the prison. You know, they put him in a hand cart and drag him over <laughs> like Hannibal Lecter yes. to let him in to talk to his son, right? And they go into this room and it's just this big, giant, open conference room with a little table in the middle. Yeah, it's like an interrogation like, room. Not for a minute does it look like some sort of interrogation room in a prison. I mean, it's like, how much, how much, you know, like, do they really need 1,400 square feet for that little table? <laughs> I think you're crazy. I, I don't remember that room being that abnormally big. <laughs> it, it was much bigger than uh, anything you've ever seen in like any any kind of prison documentary or anything, right? If you've seen the inside of a prison, they do not have this vast open room with a single tiny table in the middle. Oh, I know. There's a couple of prison scenes where he was, uh, where he was. They showed him in a cell, and that cell was uh, small, man. I don't. There's no way a prison could be that small. I mean, that, that cell was ridiculously small. I was like, oh, man, I'd have claustrophobia like nobody's business in that sucker. I, I like the story aspect of this movie. I, I was compelled by the story. I enjoyed the well, story. But uh, it didn't have a story. There was no... I like, what do you mean? His rise... It was a, it the, just the rise of John Gotti, man. It picked random news clips from a 30-year career and pasted them into two hours without any continuous train. I mean, what characters were in the movie besides Gaudi? I mean, there was no, there's not a single character was developed in that entire movie. Uh, I think the son they tried to develop some. Was kind of, sort of, yeah. But then that didn't really work well, right? I mean, my question they is, didn't develop. I mean, you would have pivotal characters that they're talking to in a way that, like, oh my god, this is a pivotal scene in the movie. But I've never seen that guy he's talking to in this entire film up to now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they had him and his buddy that he had to excommunicate or whatever, and the son. Um, yeah, but I mean, like Sammy the Bulgarvano was in the movie for like what four scenes or something. It's like, okay, this guy was his underboss who who turned state's evidence against him and testified and turned him in. 
Yeah. I mean, but he didn't. I mean, there was no nowhere in the movie were they close, right? They were not friends. They never developed it. I mean, if you look at, you know, and I and I know this is terribly unfair to compare this to anything Scorsese has ever done, right? <laughs> yeah, come on, man. <laughs> but if you look at De Niro and Pesci and Goodfellas and see a relationship between them, right? Was there anything in this movie even mildly resembling that sort of relationship? <sighs> I... It just wasn't there. I'm and saying, the lighting was bad. The sound oh, wow. was terrible. Oh, I mean, I think geez. it was bad film. Uh, you're, you're not just picking it apart. You're like the critics. The audience, no, I mean, it was just shitty film. The I mean, audiences like the love light, this movie. It, was off. it just looked bad. <laughs> Audience of 50, 80%. <laughs> They love oh, this oh, movie. Eight, the people eight, love this nine movie. Nine out of ten Scientologists approve <laughs> of the newest uh, John Travolta work. I just okay. Here's here, here's here's the thing. I thought it was an interesting. I mean, it's based like I said, it's a docudrama, right? So it's based on actual events to a degree, right? It's it's whatever. They take the headlines and they make scenes based around those headlines. So you know, take it for what it's worth. But it was interesting enough that I was interested to watch. I went in wanting to hate this movie. Well, not wanting to hate it, but expecting to hate it. And I walked out pleasantly surprised. Now, maybe because I was pleasantly, maybe because I had such low expectations and that John Travolta's acting was so bad that I walked out thinking, oh, that wasn't bad. I mean, I, I enjoyed that, you know, because he was by far the best actor in this whole movie. And that's the worst part. It was the worst performance of his career and no one else in that movie could hold a candle anywhere near him. You're, Did you I see that, that lady playing his wife pretending grief? Oh my god, I've seen better shit on Lifetime. Oh my god, you're you're out of control. You are out it of was control. Terrible. Oh my, my god, these people were horrible. Wow. Yeah. I, you. <laughs> well, yeah, that that is surprising because I mean, uh, I, I Travolta, I think of as being like that New Yorker. Right, I guess maybe Vinny Barbarino makes me think, you know that. Yeah, I mean he was you know, that he that, he made a career of being sort of that. Yes, in New York. Oh, but that sh- and he did the sh- he did a shitty New York accent. It's like, how can you make you're John Travolta? How can you have a shitty accent? I think he has thing? a natural I mean, one. That's the funny thing. <laughs> but it wasn't even good, right? I mean, if that's really his accent, then that really bothers me. No, yeah, he. I don't know why. I don't, I I can't tell you what part of his performance I felt was was bad but it was i i, I his like, accent sounded more like somebody making fun of a new york accent than a new york accent it looked like john travolta pretending he was a gangster i mean that's that's what i felt like like oh he's pretending he's a gangster <laughs> what's the matter with you yeah i mean it just what it, it i didn't sell i didn't i didn't believe it for a second I mean, I love mob movies, and you know, I've watched enough of the documentary, the actual documentaries about John Gotti, and I mean, the the, the man was just human trash, right? And I mean, they're just in this movie. All it was was like, no, no, let's make John Gotti look good. Not even for the point of. Oh yeah, they placate that he was a, a kind of a good family man type thing. Oh, he's this yeah. wonderful family man thing. It's like, no, I mean, he wasn't. These are terrible people. <laughs> yeah. And it just, uh, I don't know. I just, it was, it was terrible. Yeah, I, I say not only should you not see this movie, I think nobody should watch Travolta's next movie as revenge for this movie. Wow, wow. So wait a second, you're saying this is worse than Battlefield Earth? It's it, it, one thing I was joking with Paul earlier. Said you know at least Battlefield Earth was was based upon credible uh, science fiction, <laughs> <laughs> right? 
I was a terrible movie, but at least it had source material that wasn't, you know, this you know, is any uh, American justice fan fiction. This is not John Travolta's John Travolta's worst movie. Yeah, I, I hate Travolta, to say it. he's a definitely uneven career, right? I yeah. mean, it, it yes. goes up and down. I love no Battlefield. Officer and a gentleman, I'll tell you that. I, I love Battlefield, Battlefield Earth, the book. And when I saw the movie, I was like, oh, boy, that is bad. Because <laughs> I, yeah, I, I like read the that book. book yeah. and that's a big-ass book to oh, get through. Man, what a, a huge, movie, man. huge book. And, like, yeah, they turned that into such a bad And I used movie. to read that book every five years. And since that movie came out, I've never reread that book. Wow, you reread it? I've read it once. That's yeah. it. <laughs> I never. It was too big. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I'm too cheap to buy new books. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, so you I give read it, the entire so Foundation series like you, four times. You so. give this a don't watch then. Yeah, I, I absolutely hated it. Wow. I, I can't believe that. I cannot believe that. I... I like mob movies. I and you know what? I like documentaries about the mob. I watch the John Gotti mob stuff because it's based on you know it's actually hey this actually happened. It's not trying to placate the public and trying to convince people that John Gotti was somehow good, right? He was a family man with real principles. I mean, it's like no, he wasn't. <laughs> All right. Well, I I'm fighting a lot more for this movie though. My rating is a TV. Watch on TV, so it's not. I'm not really giving it much more. <laughs> As far as the rating, just because John Travolta just, yeah, it just wasn't, he was bad. He was bad. I found the, like I said, I found the story interesting because, you know, it's based on true, like it's a true person. So uh, my question is, uh, but it didn't actually tell a story. It just followed, hey, yes. let's grab headlines, different right? headlines from yes. these years and, and stitch them together. But, right? but there was no story. Okay. Here's the difference between you and me, though. You watch the documentaries. You know John Gotti. I know nothing about, it. I know his name. And I know maybe a couple of things, but I don't know anything about them. So for me, this was like education. Like, oh, okay, well, here's this, this. Oh, okay, this is interesting. You know the truth. So maybe because of that, you found this to be complete garbage where I was like, oh, this is entertaining to me because I didn't know stuff. So because yeah, you do know I stuff. I was expecting the movie to be half Sammy the Bull, right? Because how can you not tell the John Gotti story without really going into that guy? See, I don't See, I don't know anything about it, so. That's why it didn't bother me that he was barely in it. But let me ask you, what happened to uh, the junior, uh, John Jr.? Did he get out of prison? John Jr., he, he got the family or? business. He went in prison. I don't know exactly a whole lot about oh, okay. him. So you don't know what happened after, basically, the events of the movie? No, I mean, I know he uh, he did time and stuff like that, and I, I don't know what... I didn't follow his career any further than that. Because, that's the, that's um, the interesting you know, thing about this movie that I, I, I found lacking was the... The notes at the end saying, oh, this is what happened to this person. There's yeah, nothing. Those <laughs> damn cops tried to get him, right? The notes <laughs> at the end were just weird. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I want to know what happened to him. Like, tell me what happened. You know, did he die? But his grandson is an amateur MMA fighter. <laughs> really? Yes. No, well, there you go. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah but the, so that's gaudy i say tv joe says don't watch so uh either way i would not rush out to see this one <laughs> wait for it uh i don't know i guess if you're a big if you like mobster movies and you don't know much about john gaudy's actual life i'd say you know it's probably worth a watch if you're a big john gaudy uh if you know a lot about him and his life and everything and you don't really need a uh briefing on what his what what he's all about then maybe you shouldn't watch it. I don't know. But I, I found it... I, I thought it was better than what I expected it to be, but I expected it to be complete 
garbage. So it's not saying much. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I think the only thing we have left, if I'm not mistaken, is the movie pass and AMC. So as you know, uh, Joe and I both have the movie pass and we got an email uh, a couple weeks ago stating that they're going to change the way the movie pass works. And then also news broke that AMC subscription on June 26th, uh, they have their own subscription service. So we're going to go over both and talk about the pros and cons of each and uh, see uh, what's going down. So as far as the movie pass goes, they're going to introduce a demand pricing scheme. Uh, of course, it's going to stay $9.95 a month if you have the basic membership. And there's going to be three parts of that. There's going to be uh, peak pricing, which means if you go see a movie. Now, they didn't, they didn't lay this out in great detail, so I don't know the details. Uh, but if you, like, for example, you go see a big uh, release on an opening weekend, you'll pay a peak price, pre- peak pricing of, like, surcharge, like, two bucks. So you have to pay two extra dollars to see the movie on the opening weekend or whatever. So if you wait during the week, of course, then you don't have to pay that uh, surcharge. Uh, there's also bring a friend. Now, this one's completely vague. I have no idea. You bring a friend, you put it on your account, and if the, then if the friend becomes a MoviePass member, they give you credit back. But I don't know. Do you get some type of a discount on the ticket if you bring a friend and they don't? I mean, what are you no, paying for? No, they just charge it through you, and you, it gets put on your bill, right? So you can— So you pay full the price. Idea, and this, yeah, you pay full price. The idea is that it's somehow saving you trouble, that the guy behind the counter only has to swipe one card instead of swiping two to get you into the movies, right? Well, that's BS, because— Anytime my wife and I go, yeah. we have to swipe two cards because we each have a member. But it, it makes sense for particularly for reserved seating because otherwise you have to ring it up, select your seat, and then ring up another one and then select your seat. And it, it, uh, Not I, all I see, of us are you know, in the select, you know, select your seating uh, category, Paul. Some of us you know, still dwell down in the, you, know, you go pick your seat on your own. You know what I mean? But that's bringing yeah, friends. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, you're, uh, I mean, you're only saving the kid behind the counter one card swipe as far as effort goes. I mean, they're trying to make it sound like this giant labor saving device. Like, Hey, look, it's the vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't, I don't get that. And then there's going to be also a premium showings surcharge. So you can go see, so right now we can only see regular standard 2d movies. So if you want to go see a 3d or an IMAX or whatever other premium showing they have, you'll be able to pay a surcharge and also go see that as well through your card. Um, so those are all See, coming. That I actually like. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, th- those are coming. Um, the one thing I did like was that the peak pricing part, people who are who already have the like the annual memberships are grandfathered in, so we won't see those surcharges. So, Joe, you and I, until our annual membership expires, which is, what, this December, I believe, uh, we won't have to deal with that. We, we'll, get the, we'll get the regular pricing, uh, just new memberships that they, new uh, monthly memberships, they'll have to pay this peak pricing thing. So like I said, the price is still going to remain about 10 bucks a month and they're going to introduce uh, releasing these three new uh, parts that are called demand pricing, I guess as a collective, I don't know. So that's movie pass <laughs> there between uh, this and gaudy. Uh, <laughs> don't buy stock in movie pass. I need to say that. Uh, then yeah, now or, or uh, what American animals. Are you getting that email every other minute? <laughs> Hey man, they gotta push their movies. The other crappy movie that they're doing. Oh my god, it makes me almost want to buy, buy the Movie Pass T-shirt they sent me in the next email. Yes, oh. yeah, I know they have Movie Pass T-shirts. 
but I can't say anything because I have a movie. We have a movie, <laughs> Movies Out podcast t-shirt. We have a Movies Out podcast. It's actually in my Amazon cart right now. But but yeah, but that's different because that's a podcast. Are awesome, yeah. right? I mean, let's face it. Movie Pass. What do you? Why would you? I, I don't understand. Like, movies Out is a interest that you have. Like like any podcast t-shirt. Hey, I listen to this podcast. I'm interested in this. I get that. But Movie Pass. Yeah, I'm gonna go get my General Mills tattoo, right? Yeah, I it's love like cereal. Oh uh, uh, yeah, hey, here's my Costco T-shirt. <laughs> like what? What? No, you don't get a Costco. You know what a Costco T-shirt is? A uniform. That's when you work there. You don't. You don't wear it. What are you doing? <laughs> oh look, I like McDonald's. No, you work there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's very strange. I don't. I don't understand a Movie Pass T-shirt, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, and then uh, AMC came out. Uh, recently announced that they have a subscription service and that came out June 26th. So Tuesday, June 26th, 2018, they released a 1995 a month. So it's $20. So it's double the price as the movie pass. However, here's the stipulations on this one. You get three movies a week. You get in there any format. So you want to go see it in IMAX. You want to see it in 3d, whatever you can see it any format you want. You want to reserve your seating four days before the movie. Uh, Boom. Okay, let me get to it. You book in advance. So, yes, you can book uh, in advance. No, you don't have to be at the theater like Movie Pass, where you, can't, you have to wait till you're standing in front of it before you can actually book it. You can book it online through their app. Um, also, you can see the same movie more than once. So you can see the same movie three times in a row if you want. And you can see movies on the same day. So they don't have the restriction of one movie per day like Movie Pass. You can go see... Uh, three different movies the same day and you can book it in advance before you even get to the theater and you can do all that, but it is double the price. So with that said, it's double the price, but I'll be honest with you. If I had the option of which of these I would take and I had, and I had an AMC as locally as close to me as a uh, Regal that I currently have. Cause unfortunately I don't know where my closest AMC is. Re I have two Regals that are within five miles from my house. I would be, I'd, I'd seriously consider the AMC, even though. I, I mean, I have an AMC that's about three miles further than the Regal, but it's a nicer theater, and I'm very seriously considering switching to it because I think that. I mean, it, the is, it is double the price. I think movie pass has got to go away. I mean, the AMC is a sustainable business model. Well, here's, right? what, here's what I like about the AMC one. Like, if I have movie pass and my app breaks or does something stupid in front of the Regal, I'm out of luck. I can't do shit because it's a third party. Uh, company and I gotta try to text them. If the, the AMC one, this is their, this is the theater's membership program. They can look it up. They can do it. You can call a manager and they will fix it for you because it is theirs. It's not a third party. It's them. And I really like that. I like that convenience because, man, let me tell you something. Like I said, there's been at least two different occasions, possibly three. I don't remember that the movie pass has not worked and I've had to come out of pocket to go to the movies. And uh, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like the feeling of having to drive up and wonder, oh boy, am I going to be in trouble? <laughs> Is this going to work? Is it going to work today, right? Oh. Yeah. I, I don't like it. Now, granted, I've seen 25, maybe 30. I, it's probably, at this point, 30 plus movies with Movie Pass, And I've only had, well, if it's three, then it's 10%. So I've had 10% fail. 90% like, of the time, it's you worked. But still, 90% is not high enough for me. <laughs> I, I want 100% guarantee that if I go there, I want it to work and I don't want any headaches. And they took I, 100% of your money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the AMC, 
I have that peace of mind because I plus if it doesn't if it doesn't work right, I'm at home. It doesn't matter. I don't, I'm not in my car. I'm not at the theater. I have no I have no recourse for movie pass. I'm at the theater in front of the theater. What am I going to do? I either pay for the movie or I go home. Either way, I'm screwed out of my time <laughs> or my money if I pay for the movie myself out of pocket. And on a new release, if it's a, if it's a new movie, right, a big movie, we right now I'm planning, oh, let's go see it Sunday morning because the only time I know we'll get in with a movie pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, yeah. So AMC, it is double the price, which I'm not happy about that because, you know, and it's, it's even more than double the price for us, Joe, because... We bought we bought it for ninety. We bought the uh, movie pass. Yeah, for we got the, the Costco special, yeah, so, but we don't get it next year. I mean, as soon as it runs out, the, yeah, our price goes up to the full price movie pass. Most likely, yeah. So, I don't know uh, what to do about that. Uh, and no surge pricing, right? So, I mean, there. I mean, every time you see a movie opening weekend, it's going to be an extra two bucks. Yeah, I yeah. So I, I do like the idea of being able to go see IMAX or 3D and seeing the same movie more than once. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have to. I actually, I have to Google to see where the nearest AMC theater is because I don't, I don't know where. So it I is, think the know. end of this year, I'm switching to the AMC just because. It, I mean, it just seems like a better program. And honestly, you know, everyone's like, hey, you know, Movie Pass is going out of business, and backing movies like American Animals and Gaudi is not a good way to spend the millions of dollars you took from consumers, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're just. I don't know what they're doing. I, you because know. you know, with the thing is, Movie Pass has half the money. Yep. And they have to pay full price for the ticket. Well, AMC, they only have to pay half the price for your ticket when they let you in. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because half the money's theirs anyway, right? So it's not costing them yep. off the off the bottom line when you use their program to go in. Yes. That's a valid point. Yep. You spent your 20 bucks. They only, I mean, for your $7 ticket, hey, they only owe 350 to the movie studio. <laughs> yeah. Movie Pass is paying the seven bucks. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. It's true. So multiply that by everybody in the theater, and that adds up quick. Yeah, I don't think Movie Pass is going to last. I just don't see it. I don't know how long they're going to go, though. As long as they make it through December twenty fourth, <laughs> or yeah, yeah, I'm just going to ride that train as long as I can. Yeah, and just pray I see, I see if they go out of business in November, and I get to return my Movie Pass to Costco <laughs> for a full <laughs> refund. It'd be optimal. Oh, that would be ideal. When, like this thing doesn't work. They went out of business. All right, sir. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> have a Dyson vacuum too <laughs> like oh wow I love you Costco <laughs> by the way I have a 10 year old mattress <laughs> I, like I wore these shoes till the soles are off them can I return these yes you can <laughs> oh, Costco's crazy another crazy business model <laughs> they'll return anything they'll take it <laughs> Oh man, uh, Paul, you haven't said much about the Movie Pass AMC experience. Uh, do you have anything to say? Now, what, you don't have the Movie Pass, right? Even though we gave you a free. Oh, I, no, I do. I do have the Movie Pass. Oh. Um, I, I do find it again because of reserved seating. It kind of sucks because if because if it's a movie that anyone else is going to watch, yes, you're not going to get a seat because people don't. You know, you can just book it and be an you know a half hour late to the movie, and people do that, and they get great seats. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it's problematic. Um, what theater do you go to? Is it AMC? No, it's um, what does it call? It? It's Cinemark. Cinemark. Oh, okay. So it's not even. A, do you have AMC near you? Not really. The closest one's like a half hour away. So. All right. Let me ask you this: in a hypothetical world. If you had an AMC and a, well, you had AMC and another theater 
uh, rough, close proximity to one another, uh, which of these two plans would you prefer? It's really, oh, probably AM. I, I just think AMC is going to be the way that it's price versus convenience, really, right? Because yeah, 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 and then the inconvenience. Well, I, I, and again, I know you guys don't talk. the the reserve seating model, which seems to be the catching on here i don't know if it's not just this well it's starting time. to here and it's only going to get bigger right it yeah it's gonna it, but it's gonna be a death nail for moving past because i really think unless they change their model I, where you can pre-purchase movies or something online. you don't have to be 20 feet away from the theater to buy the ticket I mean, that's <laughs> yeah true. yeah you're not gonna be able to compete and it's just not worth i'd rather you know i'd rather pay the eight bucks and get a decent seat as opposed to you know sitting up front and looking at you know yeah. Looking straight up at the screen. Um, so that's why I, AMC sounds better. Movie Pass. Uh, I mean, come on. Did anybody hear Movie Pass's model and not go? That doesn't seem like that would work. Yeah. <laughs> how, how are you staying in business? <laughs> how are you making money? I mean, not not for nine ninety five. I mean, maybe for twenty nine ninety five. <laughs> Even then, I, and I, you know, I argue, I argue this. Uh, MoviePass can say they're unlimited movies, where and they say, "Oh, AMC is only three movies a week." I argue, MoviePass or that AMC, you get more movies or a better, at least a better uh, choice to watch movies than MoviePass because MoviePass you only get to see each movie once. Are there how many movies come out a week? Yeah, I mean, how many movies in a month? More than three movies. Yeah, come out how you many want to see in a week? Exactly. How many movies come out in a month that you want? that are good that you want to see. So I say you probably see, you'd see more movies with the AMC, even though you're quote unquote limited than the movie pass, because I can go see uh, Deadpool two in IMAX. I can go see it in 3d and I can go see it in regular. I mean, if I want to see it in every different way they present it, I can do that and it doesn't cost me anything more. And I get to do that where movie pass, I can't do it. I see a movie. I'm done. Can't see it again. So yeah, I'm I'm a big proponent of AMC, uh, though I would like to drop down the price to fourteen ninety five. That'd be nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, that would be better. But I don't know if they have to move. I mean, I think at this point they're sitting in such a great position because yeah, you know, they just have such a it's it's a compelling argument on their part that hey, look, this is worth it, right? I mean, if anyone's going to the movies a lot anyway, I mean, it's still a huge discount on what they were selling. Yeah, I just say. Most people probably maybe once a month they would go to a movie. So twenty bucks, they could go to a movie and pay what eight or twelve or even if it's twelve dollars for a movie, they'd probably prefer to do that than to buy a subscription for twenty if they weren't going to go see a movie anyway. Where if you're fourteen ninety nine, even that person who would go once a month, you'd be like, well, that's only a couple bucks. I mean, it's literally like. Three dollars more a month, I can go see unlimited, essentially unlimited movies for a month. You know, you might get those sway those people where twenty bucks, you're asking a little I bit. I think more. the twenty bucks would drag some because if they're saying I always see one movie a month, we go, you know, I, I could really see a second one, right? For twenty bucks, why not go to see a second one and have it pay for itself? Well, that's what I mean. That you're you're literally breaking even at that point. So you're forcing yourself to go see three, whereas if it was fourteen ninety five or ninety nine, two would give you profit. So it, more people would be tempted to buy the buy it because only two. And who, I mean, if you're not doing a podcast, who goes to see more than like three movies a month? I mean, I I, I never did before this. I, oh, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, before this, I never did at all. Even two is a little asking. But if but I were... Unless you're, unless you're homeless. <laughs> no. no, you join a gym if you're homeless. Then you get to oh, shower. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You can you can join you can join the movies and just sleep in the movie theater, right? Oh yeah, that's my biggest thing. If I ever go homeless, this, I'm gonna make enough money. Recliners? I'm making enough money to Wait, join guy, a gym. Yeah. What's that? As long as it's not reserve seating, because then you're gonna get kicked out, right? Uh, you're gonna <laughs> yes. Oh man, but yeah, so that's that. So uh, for everyone out there, any fans, uh, you know, hey, you know what you should do? Drop us a line, drop us an email. Uh, tell us if you get the the AMC subscription pass. Let us know your thoughts. How is it working? Everything else, either in our uh, show notes or not our show notes of our our notes for the uh, YouTube version of this episode. Uh, write down you know the uh, comments. Write down how the AMC is working for you, or send us an email, moviesoutspodcast at gmail dot com, or our Facebook moviesoutspodcast. I'm not sure what our Facebook is. Uh, our Twitter. At Movie Zealots Podcasts? Hmm. I don't know. <clears throat> all that stuff's in the show notes, though. So go to our show notes. Find all of our um, uh, social media stuff. You know, uh, reach out to us because no one's no one ever reaches out to us. <laughs> it's like we're doing this for ourselves. So please, someone, other than uh, Paul or Joe, reach out to us. Tell us what you think. Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to add to this episode? This is by far the longest episode we've ever recorded which is a good thing because, like I said, next week we're taking off, but we'll be back stronger than ever for uh, Wasp and uh, what is it? Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp the week after. Yeah. So uh, do you guys have anything to add to this episode? Nope. Paul, what say you? No, 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 nothing to say there. Yeah, that was a lot of talking. So I'd like to thank you, Joe and Paul, for coming on once again, seeing all those movies that we discussed. That was a big, <laughs> we did, did a lot of uh, reviews on this one. And until next time, which will be in two weeks, that's a wrap. <laughs>